episode 41, Rounding Through the Baseball Podcast, back with James. Lots of good stuff to cover, James. Today, Today I, consider I consider myself, myself the luckiest, the luckiest man, man on the face, on of, the face of the James, episode 41, um, another Monday episode, lots of fun stuff, Cubs, Cardinals, uh, Dodgers, Mets, Pirate, uh, Padres, Brewers, lots of good uh, series to cover. Any opening thoughts here? Yeah, man, I feel like we're really getting into the swing, the meat of the baseball season. Uh, the standings, as we'll go over on our Sunday standings, are starting to uh, kind of fall into place a little bit. But yeah, it's a great weekend of baseball. Uh, another one of those times where it was just hard to figure out what I wanted to watch. Definitely. Let's, I mean, let's do what we do. Let's open with the Sunday standings, where the standings stand <laughs> after um, this week's play, June 5th. And James, I'll open it up. AL West, Astros are just rolling. Seven and three in their last 10, 35 and 19. James and I both had them as the fourth best team in baseball in our power rankings last episode. Just really solid. 14 and six at home, 21 and 13 on the road. But the big story, James, and this is worth kind of a discussion, is the Angels, still in second place, but have lost 11 straight games and dropped to 27 and 28, one game under 500. And they did lose. Uh, or fall out of that third wild card spot as of now, uh, which is now owned by the Red Sox. Funny enough, three AL East teams hold those three wild card spots. But the Angels drop eleven in a row. Mike Trout is zero for twenty six in his last twenty six at bats. Shohei can't hit. They have mediocre pitching, and the offense is in a total slump. Is this what we should have expected? Like, was was up to this point just an anomaly? These guys coming like Taylor Ward. Or is this kind of obviously Mike Trout needs to be better and he is better and Otani too, but is this team not as good as we thought they were? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting question because early on, I know I was pretty cynical on the Angels and you kind of convinced me to hop on and that they were legit. And I feel like I should have dug my heels and known a little bit of a front job. I mean, I think they, they've demonstrated they're very clearly better than a team that's gone for 11 straight losses, they can be competitive, but they just seem to, I mean, they're, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're just not even really playing baseball recently. They're just kind of, they're hanging out, watching the other team play. It's been a brutal performance. And of course, you know, I mean, if, if Mike Trout isn't playing Mike Trout baseball, the Angels are screwed. I mean, that has been pretty much their entire premise all along, especially with Shohei not there in support. It's been tough, but you're also not getting any sneaky production from any of the rest of the lineup. It's just been really a subpar club as of late. Still crazy. It shows how bad the AL West is, the fact that they are still in second place in the division. Right. Um, now, granted, they're a game away from Texas, or Texas is a game back on them. 
Seattle is what like three and a half games back. So it's uh, three games back. Yeah, I mean the funny thing to me is like, well, coming into this weekend, right? They were going to Philadelphia for an interleague matchup against the Phillies, who are already a struggling, struggling team. They just fired Joe Girardi. They were, you know, other than the Angels, a super dicey team, and the Phillies swept them. And the third game in the series, so the first game, Phillies blow them out 10-0. Then they win 7-2 on Saturday. And on Sunday was just ridiculous. The The Angels are up 6-2 in the eighth inning, I think. And Bryce Harper, it's a game-tying grand slam. And then they lose on a um, Bryson Stott walk-off home run and lose that game. And so that was just brutal. And to play the Phillies who needed a win and to lose that and just fall to 27 and 28. Mike Trout, like I said, over his last 26. Um, in the last 15 days, he's 9 for 50. It's a 180 average. But, I mean, the offense is slumping. You can't deny it. Mike Trout's not no for 26 player. Otani's been okay, but he's not hitting homers like he did last year. And the rest of those guys who have been great up to this point have been slumping. But Angels, like you said, it is crazy that they still hold the second-place spot despite losing 11 straight. Um, and in the AL wildcard standings, they are only a half game out. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're still obviously in this. But, I, I mean, it's also important to note after that, you said Rangers, Mariners, Athletics. Rangers, I mean, they've been decent, 25 and 28. They split a series with Tampa Bay at home. They're in Cleveland this weekend. And then the Mariners, who we've talked about as a disappointment at 24 and 30, they've, you know, they've been okay as they picked it up. They're six and four in their last 10, but they're still out of it. But that's the AL West as it stands now. Astros still in control. And I expect, I don't think that's going to change. I mean, with this Astros team that we've no. seen, Jordan Alvarez is playing a total. I mean, he tore it up, just won a player of the week award for the American League. Absolutely on a path. I think they're just going to waltz straight to that division title. No joke. They probably clinch with 20 games in hand or something stupid. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I think I would move us on to the AL East, as you touched on, uh, really holding all of the wild card uh, spots here. No change up top. The New York Yankees are just so hot. They're on a six-game win streak, 8-2 and two over the last 10. They have third there, 39 and 15, so right on the heels of being the first MLB team to hit 40 wins. I mean, they look lights out. This this Yankees team is very much for real. Not even a lot to say at this point. Like, they're just playing how they've played all year. It's been great. Toronto, they've been sneaky sliding up there. Seven and a half games back on the Yankees uh, in second place. A half game back of them, you have the Rays. Uh, and then Boston and Baltimore to round it out. And again, this is a Boston team who just finally even their record at 27 and 27, 500 now. They're 12 games back. I don't think they catch the Yankees, but the wild card is where it really gets interesting because the entire wild card is just the AL East. The, the American League wild card is Toronto, Tampa, Boston, as you said. Uh, so the, really this division staying as we predicted, looks like it's going to be the most competitive down to the wire. It's definitely the best division in baseball in my eyes. I mean, if you just take the Orioles in last place, they wouldn't be, um, or they're better 
than the last place team in every other division. Um, so, you know, throw them in any other division, they're not the last place team. The Red Sox are 27 and 27. They're the only only fourth place team above 500. Um, and like you said, the three wild card spots now is huge. Getting the Red Sox in there right now is great to see. The Rays, I mean, I think you said it a couple weeks ago, the Rays are going to be the Rays. Uh, and they just get wins somehow. They play the Cardinals upcoming. Yankees are... You said the best team in baseball, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles. This is a great division and one of the more fun divisions to watch, too. It's glad to, I'm glad to see the Red Sox in there. I'd rather have the Red Sox in there. Actually, no, I'd rather have the Angels. I take that back. Yeah, I think I think the Red Sox have a chance to go the furthest. I think if you're looking Red Sox, Angels, the Red Sox actually have a chance to win. I don't think there's a chance in hell that the Angels can win a World Series, but it definitely, like, we want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. A lot of star power on that Angels team. Definitely. And how about we move to the AL Central? It's all the Twins. The Twins are the controllers of this division. I just continue to be impressed by the way the Twins are play- playing. As of late, they went into Toronto to play the Blue Jays, who, you know, we talked about how they were on that big winning streak. The Twins go into Toronto win two out of three in, you know, pretty convincing fashion, nine to three win, eight to six win. Um, before that, they did struggle, though, against the Tigers, losing four out of five to a Tigers team in this division that, while still in fourth place, is still pretty bad, but they've been playing better as of late. But the Twins have been solid, um, and following behind them is the Cleveland Guardians, not the White Sox which a lot of people may expect. But the Cleveland Guardians at 24 and 25 have been playing very good as of late. They won two out of three against the Orioles and swept the Royals before that. And I've just liked this team. I think Andres Jimenez is playing really solid offense and on the defensive end. He is just, every time the ball gets in his glove, you feel very confident with that he's going to make the right play. He look, he's just looks always totally under control out there in the middle infield. And this offense continues to have very good hitting statistics. And Jose Ramirez still leads all of the majors in RBIs. So the Guardians have been playing okay. And they play the Rangers and Athletics coming up. A decent chance to take care of business. Behind they them, could, the one, go ahead. I was just going to say, they, they realistically off that trip could close this window. We could very well see a, a Cleveland-Minnesota uh, series upcoming that would dictate the lead in the division. Behind them, the White Sox. This is just, you know, I'm kind of tired of giving the White Sox excuses. I get they have injury issues. I get Tim Anderson's not playing. Lance Lynn's not playing. Giolito's missed some time. I mean, Yoan Moncada just came back in the Yankee series a couple weeks ago. But this team just is underperforming. They still have Dylan Cease pitching incredibly. They still have Jose Abreu, who won AL MVP a couple years ago. I just think this team is not clicking right now, regardless of the injuries. They're not getting the offense, and they're losing games they should win. And now they're going to uh, – or no, it's in Chicago, but they're playing the Dodgers, which will be a big test for them. And, you know, I'd, I'd be worried. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for that series from a Dodgers perspective. I mean, for the, the uh, White Sox, that should tell you. I mean, you're going up against the contender, should show them, like, really where they stand – Again, the injuries, like, I don't want to hear that. I mean, at the top, 
you know, you just, you have to have the depth there. You have to be able to get through the ish, uh, injury issues. Although I will say kind of a crazy moment. We got out of triple a baseball the other day, Paul DeYoung hit an RBI that scored Tyler O'Neill off of uh, hit it off of Lance Lynn, all in a triple a game. So it was just a weird <laughs> collision of a bunch of MLB players playing in a triple a game. So I thought I would highlight that. But this division's weird. I still don't know. Like, I still could see it finishing so many different ways at the end of the year. I mean, the Tigers have been playing well as of late. You know, they they won that series against the White Sox. They won a series against the Guardians before then. But they still sit at 21 and 33, and the Royals are the worst team in baseball. But those three teams, you know, the Guardians are still there in second place. I don't know if you can – I mean – you got to give them a chance, right? Especially with the third wild card spot that's currently owned by a 500 team. The Guardians are 24 and 25. They've looked about 500 all year. They might have a chance, but I could see the Twins slipping a little bit. I could see the White Sox going on a hot run. I think those top three teams could fall in a variety of different ways. I mean, do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. It's way too early from what we've seen. You know, Minnesota has been that consistent front runner all year. So early, I I don't even know if I could give you how those three fall. They can fall anywhere from one, two, three in any order. I think it's going to be a little bit more exciting than we thought watching the Central. Again, this was a division where the White Sox are minus 220 to start the season yeah. to win this division. They should be looking like the Mets or Yankees where they're at a 700 winning percentage and 10 games up on the division. That's not what we're seeing. Uh, so I'm excited to see how this – American League Central plays out. I love your point that it looks like, I mean, with how much the AL East is going to beat itself up down the stretch, you know, there could be some clearance there for a Central team to slide in there. I've kind of given up hope on anyone from the AL West other than Houston making it to the playoffs. We'll see if the Angels figure it out, but uh, it's hard to think they're going to slot in with how they're playing recently. Um, I, I honestly think the White Sox have the best chance of stealing it, and maybe if not stealing it, being the wild card team. I have less faith in the Guardians' ability to really make a run at that. They have a less star power, um, and, and obviously a lower budget than those teams. But it's possible. It's possible, and I think the third wild card is huge. You know, the the, the Angels lost eleven straight games. And are now only a half game out of that. So, you know, a lot can shift around. And I think all three of those teams still have a great chance to be in the postseason. When you're in the postseason, anything can happen. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. It's an exciting division. We'll see how this uh, wraps up. I'd suggest we move on to another exciting division. Um, That being the National League West, one I love to cover. No changes up top. The Dodgers continue to be running the division. 35 and 19 um, just wrapped a pretty good series with the Mets at home. They split it two two with them easily had an opportunity to win the game four uh, did not lost in extras. Um, but, you know, really the story in the NL West and it's the same story we reported last week, but it's the fact that San Diego will not go away winning three out of four versus Milwaukee in a great series this weekend only two games back of the Dodgers, you know, I'm terrified for the San Diego team when you plug Tatis in because if, if in 10 games he can get back to where he was, it's going to be a terrifying team that they have out there in San Diego. 
outside of that, you've got the Giants, five and a half games back. They've been pretty good. Could make some noise there. And then Arizona and Colorado, season over, it's done. Nothing really to report. I guess Dallas Keuchel, my favorite pitcher to hate because he loves to blame his teammates. He's on Arizona now. If anything, that's good for the Dodgers run differential. That's probably like plus 20. They'll get just off of Dallas Keuchel. So I'm excited that I'll get to watch him get lit up uh, many times throughout the season. Yeah, I think I think the Diamondbacks and Rockies are like om- almost to the point, if not already to the point, that we can stop worrying about them. I mean, the Diamondbacks have been hanging on. They've been playing good baseball. They're 26 and 29. Uh, they're playing the Reds right now. But, you know, I think if we're being honest, this team's not going to be a contending team. Um, no, they're, and, they're both done. I, I, I'll write them off. I'm, I can make that easy. The Padres thing's interesting, though. You know, the Padres are a weird team. And I'll talk a little bit when I get to the Central, because it's important, but they get swept by the Cardinals. They win a series against the Brewers in Milwaukee. Um, so they just seem to be going back and forth. And with the Dodgers getting swept by the Pirates and splitting the series against the Mets, um, you know, they, they, they've been able to stay in there and they look really good. And the point about Tatis, yeah, I mean, that'll be, that'll be a great thing to have back. I wonder how much, you know, his electricity um, in, in his just star power will be coming off the injury, but I imagine he'll be full strength, ready to go and be able to help that team. I'm about yeah, done I'm- with the giants. I'm about done with the giants, to be honest. I don't think they're going to be there in the end. I think they're, you know, they would need a big trade to compete. Rodon's been slipping a bit. Do you think that there's any hope for them to maybe steal a wild card spot? Sure. I mean, I, I definitely think they could steal a wild card spot. I mean, they're holding it right now. Um, they're still 29 and 24. I just, when I look at that team top to bottom, I, I worry that it can remain a competitive team all year. Um, and and th- if you think about it, you know, the third wild card spot in the American League is held by the Red Sox at 27 and 27. The Giants hold it at 29 and 24. So a significantly better record, but in the same playoff spot, you've got to count on teams like Atlanta, the reigning world series champs to make a run. You know, they're only two games back now. And I, I would expect Atlanta to take that spot from them. If I'm being honest, you know, you know, I, I'm sorry, Giants fans, but I, I really don't think this team will be there in a couple months. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, I don't even think you want that third wild card spot. You're going to line up against the Dodgers to get smacked out of the playoffs again. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, at a certain point, your rival just kicking you out of the playoffs year over year. That's going to get old. Um, so I, I'm not that worried about it. I think Gabe Kepler is a great manager. But, you know, to me, I think the big difference is Buster Posey. I think it's understated what he meant to that clubhouse and how important he was to that 107-win season last year. And the Dodgers' run differential is ridiculous, plus 113. The second is the Cardinals at plus 54 in, in, in the National League. Uh, or, excuse me, it's the Mets at plus 76. Uh, but, I mean, they are just beating teams bad. And I picked them as my, my favorite team, or my who I think is the best team. I would take them in a seven-game series against anybody. Yeah, so would I. I. I don't know. That Mets series maybe gave us a preview of two of the best National League teams. You know, split there. I think it probably the gameplay favored the Dodgers. They should have won three out of four. So I, I felt good Agreed. after seeing that. Now, again, 
this Mets team, you have no clue what it's going to be like when they get two of the best pitchers in baseball back. Uh, but we've talked about that. Don't need to really get into that heavily. How about the NL Central? Brewers, Cardinals. I mean, that's the whole division. What a race it's been thus far. Brewers at 33-23 and 23 still hold the lead, but the Cardinals have been surging as of late. They're only half game back at 32-23. and 23. Cardinals are 16-11 and 11 at home and 16-12 and 12 on the road. Very consistent, where Brewers are a great home team, 15-9, and nine, but only 18-14 and 14 on the road. And this race has just been crazy as of late. In the past week, the past eight games for both of these teams, they both hosted the Padres, and they both played at Wrigley. Cardinals came out of it 6-2, and two, Brewers came out of it 3-5. and five. So that's how they've been able to close this gap. And I, I really do think the Cardinals will win this division. I really do think they will. I haven't been too impressed with what I've seen from Milwaukee. And, you know, the Cardinals are right on their tails. It's like I said, 7-3 and three in the last 10. Going down, Pirates have still been solid 7-3 in their last 10, 24-28. Cubs, 23-32. The Cubs, I think, are going to do another sell with Wisdom and Contreras and Hap. I think they'll get rid of a lot of these guys. They're just, they don't have a serviceable team. And the Reds, again, 18-35. Reds, I cannot wait to see where Castillo gets traded. I've been saying that all season long. That's their next move. You know it's coming. It's looming. He's going to be a big piece on the move at trade deadline day. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with you. There's no point in even reporting outside of Milwaukee, St. Louis. We've known that from the start. It's going to be a great race. And, I mean, how about the Padres? They really helped you out by going three out of four against uh, Milwaukee. Definitely. Well, I would suggest them. We move from there, close this out with the National League East. Again, no change up top. New York Mets, 37 and 19. They are 8 and 2 over their last 10. Again, those two losses only came to the Dodgers in LA. They've looked absolutely fantastic, have not slowed down an ounce since Scherzer went down. The real story here Atlanta Braves have finally propelled themselves over 500. They're at 28 and 27. Eight and a half games back of the Mets, as you said. They are just right there. First team on the outside looking at a wild card spot. Uh, and then you have the Phillies who, you know, we talked about struggling recently. Girardi got the hook. They're 25 and 29 following the sweep, which that's what's crazy to me, is they are still below 500 after a sweep of the Angels. Keep going. Miami, they look pretty terrible. Washington, their season's over. They did say they're not going to trade Soto. I'll believe it once trade deadline day comes and passes because it's like if the offer's right, you know, and he's not going to sign the extension, do what you got to do. Those bottom teams uninterest me. To me, the NL East at this point, barring some crazy turnaround by Philadelphia with the interim, I think it's Mets Braves. I mean, it's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean – to me, I, I'd honestly be surprised. I know it's still early, but I'd be surprised if the Braves caught the Mets. The Mets have just looked dominant in every respect. And it's not only because of that. It's just they're also not even at full strength. And they have two of, if not the two best pitchers in the National League coming in on their rotation soon. Eight and a half games up. But the Braves have been looking good. They're back above 500. They're on a five-game win streak after the sweep in Colorado. So, you know, you can't, out, can't count out the defending world champs. And, again, I feel like we've said this over and over. This isn't a team 
that was a top seed last year. They won 88 games and they won the World Series. It's about getting into the postseason and, and getting hot at the right time. So you can never count these teams out. I expect the Braves to take the wild card spot from the Giants. I would expect the wild cards to be Padres, Cardinals, Braves, but you never know. And, I, you know, Marlins Nationals, I don't think you need to speak on, but real quick on the Phillies, ever since they got rid of Girardi, they've been scoring runs like crazy. I know it's been one series and against one team, but four in a row, they've got their uh, run differential back in the positive. You never know. Phillies could get hot. I mean, it may have been, and this could have been the whole idea from, you know, management and ownership, just by hooking Girardi kind of lights a fire under the boys. I mean, the whole team knows that they lost a man, their job, you know, may focus a little bit again, Bryce Harper, monster grand slam uh, to steal that last game and secure the sweep. Yeah. And a moments like that, like a moment like that can change a whole season, right? A game that they think they're out of and Bryce Harper, your star player, it's a towering grand slam that can change the momentum of the season. Yeah. To me, I'm just, I'm still, I'm not confident this Philly team gets there and I'm not sure that they want to get there. Cause again, their style you know, I've ragged on it, lack of defense. You can maybe get away with that in the regular season, not in the postseason. I mean, when every single run matters that much, if you're giving up free runs and, you know, airs galore, that's going to be a problem. So, I mean, I think it's better playoff baseball if they don't get in. I'd rather see the Braves if it's going to be someone getting a wild card in the NL East. Do you think there will be? Or would do you think there might be two in the NL uh, West? Honestly, I think I, at this point, I'm willing to say that comes down to how the Giants finish out the year. I mean, it's early. Padres could have a monumental collapse, you know, but I, you've got to think they only get better by adding one of the best players. I don't know. I just don't see this Giants team being there. I think, and I also think if there's going to be a chase down the end between San Francisco and Atlanta, I think Atlanta is in a better position to handle that pressure. I mean, they just won a World Series. That's fair. So that, you know, they're ready for that. And, and we'll see. I, I just, you also have to look at, yes, in the NL West, you know, the Giants get to rack up wins on Arizona and Colorado. But overall, the NL East, which was a division I thought would be really tough. I mean, those bottom teams, Nationals, Marlins are pretty bad. I think even Philly, it can be easy to steal some wins there if you get the right pitching matchup. So I think there's a little bit more stat padding that the Braves might be able to do. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I definitely agree you can't count the Braves out. They have the experience. You know, a lot of those guys were on the field last year. Pretty much, I mean, not Ozuna wasn't there, but he was on the roster. Acuna wasn't there, but Matt Olson wasn't there. But Albies, Swanson, Darno, um, they've all they were all on the field last year for the World Series. They've got that experience. Um, you can't count them out. If they get a wild card spot, they're going to be a wild card that your top-seeded team probably doesn't want to play. I'd take them. As a Dodgers fan, I'd take them. Give me the rematch again. I don't care. It'd be worse to play the Cardinals, trust me. Oh, you know, I'd say that from the start. That is that is a team I don't want to match up with. I mean, I'd love to get the Giants in the first round. That would just be a sweet way to kick it off. Just smack them out of the playoffs with a sweep more than likely. Um We'll see. It, it's definitely too early to really call anything. Again, we are not even to the one-third mark. We're right in between the quarter mark and one-third mark of the season. 
a lot can change, but starting, I think, to get a better picture of really how these teams operate. Because, again, early on, the NOS looked like a god-tier division. Everyone was over 500 and wondered when that was going to fall off. Yeah, I mean, James, we summed up the standings. Now let's give a precise answer. Let's do spicy or dicey. Spicy and dicey, I should say. We went through every team. Who is the hottest team in your mind right now? I mean, the, this one's tough because there's a lot of different places you could go. You know, there's a lot of teams that have been just scorching hot as of late. But I think for me, I'm going to go, at, uh, you know, I'm going to go Atlanta here just because while they haven't been maybe the absolute hottest team, they're on a five-game win streak. They're seven and three over the last team, and they've really propelled themselves to a point where I think they're really now showing that they're that team chasing the Mets. They put themselves on a striking distance of a wild card spot. This stretch could have turned around the Braves season. They've been hot. That's my spicy team. No question. I'm going to homer pick. I'm taking the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have been a super spicy team as of late. I mean, if you just look at their past games, they won four out of five at Wrigley, which was just, a, or excuse me, they won um, three to two against Wrigley at, against the Cubs in a five-game series at Wrigley. It was just a weird series. You know, they had a long doubleheader where both teams were playing bullpen games and Oviedo started, who hasn't started all year. But before that, swept the Padres, split a series with the Brewers, split a series with the Blue Jays, swept the Pirates. Um, That's a pretty good stretch. You know, it's been a long time since we lost a series. And keep in mind, this team is doing it without Tyler O'Neill without Dylan Carlson, without Jack Flaherty. Um, they're playing these young guys, Brandon Donovan and Juan Yepes, and now Nolan Gorman too, um, who have really stepped up and really been key pieces. This is a team that I think might make a move at the deadline. They need to be able to get some type of starter um, that can fill one of these spots. Michaelis and Hudson have been really good. Wayno has been good and you know, still waiting on Flaherty, who I think will still be great. You know, I love Flaherty. So I'm taking the Cardinals as my spicy team this week. Would you trade Nolan Gorman, uh, Matthew Labrador, and Juan Yepes for Juan Soto? No, no chance. Really? Yeah, those are three good guys. Like, those guys are still young. They could still become three amazing stars. And Juan Soto is one guy. I think the combined impact that these three players can have on a lineup would be way better than what one player could. I think, like, even if I think if even if you asked, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think if you took one of those players out, I might still say no. But really? I don't know. I think these guys are still so unproven, and they've you know give them a chance. I mean, that's that's a patient fan. I'm not going to knock it. I, I do think you're correct. The The implications from that long-term could be big. We don't know those futures. But I don't know. Juan, Pac, Juan Soto is definitely a uh, shiny, shiny player. Not, you know, he sure is. Crazy player. Well, How about negative? I mean, are, are you doing the obvious answer? Cause no, that's, that's no, 
No, okay. Okay. I, I'm not going to do it because it's still, I, I'm not even going to beat around it. We were talking about the Angels. They're almost so bad, I don't think they qualify for this segment. Like, it, it, they didn't even squeeze one win over the last 11. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. Fair enough. What's hard is there hasn't been a lot of teams playing bad outside of the Angels and then pretty much the teams that you would expect to play really bad. You know, for that reason, I'm going to make what I think is kind of a ridiculous pick. But to me, this just <laughs> it, it just kind of makes sense to me. I'm giving it to the Brewers. You know, again, they've been decent. Four and six over the last ten, so just under 500 in that stretch. But it's what I saw in that Padres series. I mean, they got milliwopped. The one game they won, they just won by one run, and then they got shelled the next day, seven-run game. And it's just like, well, man, if you're the Brewers, like, yeah, you had the division lead narrowly at this point, but you just got beat up by a quasi-contender. Because, I mean, the Padres are really good. You can maybe give them the contender category, but it's like, I don't know. I, I think there may be a quasi. Again, Tatis wasn't on the field. So the Brewers, I think they got something there, but I don't know. I agree with you. I think the Cardinals are going to, you know, take control over that spot and not give it back. So, you know, again, I could have picked a lot of other teams, but it's like, what am I going to toss Oakland or Kansas City or one of those bottom feeders in there? I mean, uh, who cares? In my opinion, those team seasons already are over. Yeah, I mean, the, the... – I like that you brought up that Brewers-Padres game. The one game that the Brewers won, the Padres threw away in the last with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. So, you know, almost got the sweep there. <laughs> I mean, James, I, I prepared for the Angels to talk about the Angels because I just felt it, they had to be done. And like you said, if you look down the league, there aren't a lot of teams that are like, you know, getting swamped recently. You know, we could talk about the Phillies, but we've talked about them uh, during the Joe Girardi segment. And I don't want to pick teams like the Cubs or the Diamondbacks or the Rockies. Like, if I picked them at this standard, I'd be picking them every week. I just think what the Angels have done has been so colossal that it, it has to be noted. This isn't like the Tigers losing 11 straight, where you're like, Damn, that's, that's a pretty long streak, but it's the Tigers. Like, this is a team with the two best players in baseball. This is a team that had Taylor Ward win AL Player of the Month in the first month of baseball. This is a team that was in everybody's top ten list and top five list, maybe, through the first month of baseball, and they've just totally collapsed. Their offense has gotten super poor, um, slumping like crazy. I mean, Trout has never played this poorly in a stretch. It's hard to play worse. And their pitching, which we knew was mediocre, and they picked up Syndergaard for that reason, has not been better. Syndergaard is one of the worst arms in that entire rotation. And Otani has been getting shelled. When he played in the Bronx, they were all over him right away. Matt Carpenter, leadoff home run. DJ hit one. Glaber hit one. I just think teams are able to get all over him right now, and this team's in a tough spot. 11 straight losses. Yeah, no, I think it's fair. They very much live up to the segment. Again, you have the best, the consensus best player in baseball over the last decade on your team who's bumming it up. I think they deserve it. I think outside of the Brewers, if you weren't going to go Angels, you would have to be relegated. Just one of those 
just bad franchises. And it's like, at this point, like, that's just not fun. Obviously, I have to respect the pick. I mean, it worries me. I know even when we did power rankings, I said that I think they were my seventh team. But it's like, because I thought, like, oh, they'll turn the corner on this. But no, it didn't get any better in Philadelphia. Not turning the corner. I, I don't know when this stops. You know, I mean, it's hard to think. What's keeping this from being a 15-game losing skid? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. And coming up, their, their upcoming schedule, they have three at home excuse me, four games at home against the Red Sox. Then they have, then they play the Mets. Then they play the Dodgers. And then, then they play the Mariners who are, are still a stiff competition. So, you know, a tough stretch for them. If they, <laughs> I mean, at some point you're going to get lucky, but you know, this could be a tough stretch. I just want, it takes you back to that question of like, who are the angels? Are they actually this really good powerhouse team who you need to give with respect, or are they not that? Which one is the facade? It's it's hard to know. Really, at this point, I think it could go either way. Take a coin flip on it. I I, I think you're about right. You know, I don't know how this team's going to turn out. They're going to be an interesting team to watch as the season goes on. Certainly, I know uh, all of you. Yeah, I mean, anyways, they're a fun team to watch, but it's. It's something. I, I forget who it was. There was some uh, announcer, though, recently said that if Shohei stopped hitting and only focused on pitching, he would be yeah. Jake DeGrom of the AL. And first of all, I disagree with that statement. Shohei is a very good pitcher. I don't think he would ever come close to Jake DeGrom, even if he focused solely on it. Jake DeGrom throws a 102-mile-an-hour fastball and a 91-mile-an-hour uh, changeup. I mean, that's... Tony's got velocity, yeah, I mean, he's got Velo. He has that also disgusting splitter, one of the more unhittable pitches in the league. He's got a nice slide piece on him, too. I just don't – could he be really, really, really good? Yeah, sure, he's already demonstrated that. It's just – I don't know. I reserve Jake DeGrom title for Jake DeGrom, who, like – and people forget before the injury last year, like the dude through half of a season had a near sub-1 ERA. I mean, what he was doing was not even like – it would blow my mind because it wasn't even MLB the show numbers. Like, he wasn't even doing video game numbers. He was a notch above. I mean, uh, you also have to think, like, though, to that point, it's like he has to put in a lot of time in hitting. And he's already, you know, he's had a tough stretch. But we know what he's capable of. And he's had a pretty good pitching career despite putting so much time into his hitting. He started the All-Star game last year. So it's like, how much better could he be? Well, you know? and then it begs the qu question, what is worth more, turning him into the best pitcher in the American League or having him be the sixth best pitcher in the American League who also gets 40 home runs a year? Now, I don't think he hits 40 this season. He's been slow. But again, it's like, yeah, Jake DeGrom's also not pitting up 25 home runs with 80 RBIs. I think that's more valuable. That's why he won that's a unanimous MVP. So that's why it's like, I appreciate the sentiment. If you're suggesting that the unanimous MVP stops hitting, you're insane. No, I don't think he was. I heard the clip. I think he was saying it more like hypothetically. Like, yeah, no, it, it was. It very much was that. It was not like, oh, you know, call the Angels. I mean, the Angels offense, quite frankly, can't afford to have that bat taken out either. Um, critical piece right. there. I hope they turn around. I just want Mike Trout in the playoffs. I mean, it is insane. Even the sports like McDavid and hockey, and now granted they're in the Western Conference Finals right now, 
But they had said, you know, like, he always got bounced in the first round, but he got to the playoffs. Like, it is crazy in baseball. You legitimately have the consensus best player having zero plate appearances over a 10-year career in the playoffs. Yeah. If you can get there there this year, I just don't know if there is hope. Unless the Angels get serious and actually sign a pitcher to a massive deal. And not a Snyder guard, like, or Cinder guard, like, uh, like it needs to be a legitimate bona fide ace. And I, I will say, Trout did make the playoffs once in 2014 in the ALDS, but he got swept by the Royals, and he was one for 12. So okay, but, he, does, he does have a hit. He has a playoff hit. You know, no sweat there. But yeah, well, that was what 2015 Royals. They won 14. Royals. Oh, 14. The year before they won it. Yeah, yeah, which still it's the exact same core that won it with Mustaskas yeah. in that group, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I hope the Angels turn it around, if anything, for Mike Trout. But I, I think that's kind of the story. It's a little bit of an uneventful week. Not a lot of news uh, to hit on, which isn't a particularly bad thing. Been, been an exciting week, and there's some great series coming up. Great ones on the uh, agenda. A lot of good interleague play. Cardinals, Rays, Dodgers, White Sox. Um, some, some good series starting up this week. Yeah, well, tune in. You're not going to want to miss those. Make sure you pick back up with us on Thursday. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of great stuff. You want to recap to Sunday Night Baseball? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I got way ahead of it. Sorry. I missed the entire thing. <laughs> Sunday Night Baseball, a game that uh, hopefully you liked. I thought it was quite the contest. We got to see a little extra inning action at Wrigley. Yeah, and you, what was your bet? You had the over, right? What was it? Yes, I took the over at nine runs and lost oh. because, it, yeah, it was kind of brutal. Eight-run game, so finished 5-3 to three for the Cardinals. Eight-run game, I had the over at nine runs. I like the bet. I'll place it 10 out of 10 times. Just came up short. I thought extras was going to get me there. It didn't, but, you know. What are you going to do? Still happy we got a great game, and I love a good rivalry. A Sunday Night Baseball rivalry game is incredible, you know, and this one lived up to the hype. I thought this was a really exciting game. Yeah, I mean, the offense wasn't there until later, um, but I, my bet won. I had Cardinals winning the game, and so now we are tied. I know that's kind of a later-in-the-week segment, but just to note. But this was a great game. You know, uh, the, the Cubs got too early. Um, on a Contreras uh, or Schwindel sacrificed into a double play. Hayward singled. And then a big hit by Arenado in the fifth. Tied the game. Two RBIs. Um, And then it just went back and forth. Higgins doubled to right. Wisdom scored in the eighth. And then Lars Newbard, the man who has been struggling all season, comes in, pinch hits in the ninth, and singles after Harrison Bader's ridiculous triple to kick off the ninth inning down run. I mean, that, that guy has been playing so well. Um, I just love how he, his, his attitude in center field, he catches everything with two hands. He has perfect form and at the plate leading off the ninth inning down one run rips a triple that barely doesn't go over the wall, bounces off the Ivy gets uh, easy triple and new bar drives him in. It was just awesome. It was just awesome. Um, and then winning it in overtime with Yepes, Gorman, Gorman, and Donovan leading the way. The young guys get it done, plus an amazing pitching performance from Wayno and Genesis. You know, 
I know we had mentioned creating this up uh, and having like a rounding third player of the game award for Sunday Night Baseball. I want to give you who mine is and see if you can hop on and join the consensus. I've been, uh, this whole time I've been gearing up, I want to give it to Bader. He had two incredible catches at center field in the game. As you mentioned, the leadoff triple, about the best way you can start in that situation. Uh, critical to making sure that they could, Lars could easily hit him in, keep the game rolling to extras when it was one. How do you feel about that? I think it's a good pick. I think he's a contender. Um and, and I'd have to think about who I want. I mean, if I look at it, the other people I think who you could give it to um, are one, and the guy that I kind of want to give it to is Genesis Cabrera, who came in after Wayno gave went seven innings pitched, two earned runs, um, didn't strike out anybody, but, you know, two earned runs through seven. Genesis comes in in the eighth and pitches four innings. This is a guy that hasn't thrown over 30 pitches in his career and he goes out and throws four innings, the 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th inning, giving up one run, two hits, five strikeouts, and four innings pitched. I mean, he got the job done at the end, and he locked up their offense. So he would be the other guy I would think of. Maybe Brandon Donovan could deserve it too. But mm, I'll go Bader. I'll go Bader. I, I do think that triple was, like, obviously a huge momentum shifter and kind of put us in a position to win the game. Once I saw Bader hit the triple, I've th- I actually felt confident. I'm like, oh, Cardinals are going to win this. It just felt like a big play there. I think some of his catches in center also saved the game. I mean, if you're fine jumping on, then, then I say Let's we do award it. it to who I think. And I saw a Dodger soon recently tweet that Cody Bellinger is the best defensive center fielder in baseball. I think that's a ridiculous statement. Love Cody Bellinger. I think no question, Harrison Bader, best defensive center fielder in all of baseball. I don't even, like, I won't hear an argument to the contrary. I love to hear that. And He said his next goal is a silver slugger. Well, I just stay on the defensive side. But, uh, no, <laughs> no, he's got crazy. And I love his little Statue of Liberty glove. I know everyone thought he was just doing that for uh, the Mets series, but he's kept it since and uh, kind yeah. of flashy out there in center. Yeah. Well, James, that kind of covers it. I mean, unless you have anything else to add, you can wrap it up now. (laughs) Yeah, well, let's try this again. You know, some great baseball to tune into throughout the week. Pick back up with us on Thursday. Get on our Twitter at Rounding Third Now. Let us know what you thought about the show, what you want to see going forward. How do you feel about the Angels season over or not? You know, maybe we'll throw a poll up for that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You know, thanks for listening. Max, always a pleasure talking baseball with you. Yes, sir.